For Truth with a Texas Twain, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff women store in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is Luke 2.19, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Now, Home Instead Senior Care is our sponsor, and they provide it. Trustworthy, kind-hearted senior home care services in your loved one's home. At Home Instead, it's about providing the highest quality home care services to fit you and your family's needs. And we are so grateful for them today because they have brought us a fabulous guest. My friend Lindsay Bell is here. Lindsay, thank you so much for being with me. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. You know what I realized? I usually do people's bio when I do their story, and I forgot to do that. So I'm going to just read a wee bit of what I know about you from your bio. Her love affair with Jesus began when she attended Vacation Bible School with a friend in junior high. I really wanted to read that part because so many of us have volunteered at Vacation Bible School. (laughs) It was there she learned about a God who adored her her and wanted to have a relationship with her and she committed her life to Christ. She and her husband Keith were high school sweethearts and they are the parents of two car loving honorary boys according to her bio. Not only that, but they also have four children they look forward to meeting in heaven someday because of miscarriages, which is what we're going to talk about today. And also Lindsay loves to dig into new books because she is a writer herself. And also, she says, especially if she's sipping cherry Coke and enjoying a chocolate chip cookie or go for a walk in the neighborhood. So I wanted I wanted to mention your book, Unbeaten, although you have several other books. And you can find all of Lindsay's stuff at lindsaymbell.com, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y-M, as in Mustang, Bell, B-E-L-L.com. Okay, Lindsay, sorry, I usually do that with the story, and I just forgot to do today. I was so excited about digging into this. When we talked earlier, Lindsay Lindsay shared her, uh, thank you, she shared her story, and so if you missed that episode, please go and listen to it, because it was so tender, and especially if your heart is breaking over losing an infant, I want you to know Lindsay really gets it, and her book addresses how biblical heroes tripped or some of them suffered sometimes through their own decisions and sometimes just because that's how life is. It was nothing they did and they suffered and then they somehow overcame that. And she really focuses on that in in her book, Unbeaten. So if you're feeling kind of beat up because you've had a heartache, especially one that involves a child or a grandchild, or maybe one of your friends has just gone through a miscarriage We really want you to know that Lindsay gets it, and she has written to your heart. In fact, Lindsay, I loved your book because 
you did such a good job of embracing the fact that we all have pain. Nobody escapes pain in this earth. So my yeah. thought, oh, sorry, I interrupted you. No, you're go ahead. You go ahead. Well, my thought was I'd, I'd like for you to talk a little bit about what you've learned from the things that you've suffered. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think the main thing that God continues to impress upon my heart is that our circumstances are not the best indicators of God's presence. Because for a long time, I mentioned that in the first, first half of our um, talk, that I felt abandoned by God. I felt like he wasn't listening to my prayers. Like my, you know, like have you ever been praying and you feel like your prayers are just hitting the ceiling? They're not going any higher. They're not reaching God's ears because nothing in your life is changing. That's how I felt for a really long time. Like God didn't care based on what was happening in my life and what God continued to impress upon me through my biblical studies and through friendships and preachers and different things that that God was bringing to mind is that. He is with us even when our circumstances suggest otherwise, and that we shouldn't look to our circumstances to determine whether or not we believe that God is with us, because the Bible is clear. He's with us even when our circumstances suggest otherwise. I love that in your book. Uh, to me, that is one of the best themes, uh, and, it, and it did. It popped up over and over again. I could tell it was something that you were continually experiencing through that those painful years where that material became real to you, so real that you could write the whole book about it. Um, I want to read this quote because it's, it's almost not fair. I love to read so much. Sometimes I would rather just read people's book online than actually interview them. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want to shortchange anybody. You can buy this in her book, but I'm going to read it just a sample and then I'll let you talk some more. I want you to talk some more. When we had our first miscarriage, I wasn't shocked God allowed it, but I was surprised when he allowed three more. When the pain kept going month after month and year after year, we aren't shocked when we experience some pain. We might even expect it as part of living in a fallen world, but many of us also expect it to end. We expect to we expect God to do a miracle and ride in on a horse as our knight in shining armor. Sometimes, though, our night never comes and we never get our happily ever after on this side of heaven's gates. Okay, that is a big lesson to learn, Lindsay. Really, that's huge. Yeah, that God is still faithful even if he doesn't fix your problem or fix it in the way that you want him to. It's maybe, maybe a better way to say it. Yeah, I love that. I think that's so true. We just misjudge what we think God should do, and we don't get what really he's intending to do with us. One thing I other theme I loved in your book, in the midst of all that really hardcore, true, authentic truth-telling you do about how it feels to hurt, uh, that you really get that. It's so clear in your writing that, that you experience that, and that pain is universal no matter what your experience but in the midst of all that, one other thing that I loved is the way other people kept popping up and comforting you, and you could you could receive that because you were watching for God. Yeah, and I actually I'm going to give a shout out to one of my friends because she she's just an amazing woman of God, and she is 
she is the body of Christ as the body of Christ is supposed to be. Um, so like I said in the first segment, my first miscarriage was in 2010. So we're now 10 years out. Um, but she, she sent me my favorite. I love chocolate-covered strawberries. That's like my guilty pleasure. And uh-huh. she sent me a batch of chocolate-covered strawberries. She did it anonymously, but it just had like, you know, Sometimes some <laughs> friends you have that you're like, there's no one else that would do this because there's no one that I know that it just had her touch on it. So I knew it was her, but she sent me um, some chocolate covered strawberries for mother's day. And she Aww. wrote on the box from your babies in heaven. And I was just so touched uh, because I'm like that right there, that is Jesus ministering to me through her hands. Like, and there were so many times that her and other friends would just do things when I would be saying, where are you, God? And then he would show up through the hands and feet of our friends and our church and just people ministering to us. But you're right. I did have to look for it. I mean, you don't necessarily recognize that that's God working through people unless you're looking for it. Well, I love that because of my uh, experience as a person who chose abortion and just lived to regret that so much, I love that you took a whole section on um, when we have pain that we think is unforgivable. And and I, I love that you were so generous and gracious in the way you handle that. And I would say truthful. It, it doesn't feel like we can be forgiven. But, of course, it turns out that silly. God, Jesus died on the cross for all sin and all terrible decisions we make. So, um I want I want to just read one thing you wrote because I thought it, it was so dear. It says, I don't know what you've done that you think is unforgivable. I don't know the shame those sins have left on your heart. I knew I do know Jesus doesn't want you to continue wearing that scarlet letter on your chest. You might have been an adulterer in your past, but you don't have to be an adulterer in your future. You might have been a liar, an addict, a drunk, a prostitute, a cheater, a thief, or a murderer in your past but you don't have to be any of those things in your future pride does not define who you are now neither does selfishness or vanity or worry or fear or whatever sin has held you captive in the past so i i love it that you just addressed that so beautifully and generously in the way you wrote and i think with such a clear understanding of how jesus forgives Thank you. I appreciate that very much. You, you have, you have the gift of encouragement, definitely. Cause I, I'm feeling so encouraged by this talk well, that we're having. I think I have a prophetic gift. And so what happens is the people who are doing a great job, they get really encouraged. <laughs> but sometimes it does. It, it gets me in trouble. I will tell you. Sometimes people don't like what I have to say. And I, I I'm learning to, temper what I have to say because it you know it's not always good to just speak whatever you think okay we have about you're embarrassing me we have about two minutes left and uh, or maybe less and so I'm going to cut to the break if you're listening in I want to thank you so much it means so much to us to get to share these beautiful truths that Lindsay has so beautifully transcribed or uh, scribed into her book and so it just makes my heart very happy I've been waiting a long time to have the right person on the show on this topic. So I'm really happy that you tuned in today. You can find her at lindsaymbell.com and you can find me at kathycraffy.com K-R-A-F is in Frank, V is in Victor, E is in Edward.com and I will put all of Lindsay's hyperlinks into a 
blog and and I'll transcribe some. I can't do all of it, but some of what she shares today you will see in writing if you like that better. But please don't have a wreck while you're driving and listening to this podcast because you can find that really easily on the Internet. Um, Lindsay, I'm going to go to the break, but when we come back, I want to hear some more about the wisdom and the the great understanding that you grasp after taking your pain to God in the scriptures. So stay with us. We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio, so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door in the next house over is a grocery store. Hi, this is Kathy. As women, we have a lot to ponder, but even the toughest topics are easier when we open up authentically and share our tenderest wisdom with each other. During this break, I want to mention a special way you can help other women. You can sign up for our blog and share it with your friends. Our podcasts are designed to create tools to talk about the toughest topics at home or at work. You can help by going to Kathy Crafty, C-A-T-H-Y-K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward.com. We hope you love sharing these conversational adventures as much as we love bringing in experts to tell their stories and share their wisdom. Truth with a Texas twang spoken here. My parents are getting older and I want to be there to help. But sometimes I spend more time taking care of them than my own family. It's starting to put pressure on my marriage, and I feel like I'm ignoring my kids. My parents need help. I need help. My mom wants to stay at home, but she honestly can't handle it on her own anymore. I've been taking care of her, but I just want to be her daughter again. I know mom feels the same way. I'm not sure where to turn. If you're struggling to care for your parents, you're not alone. Home Instead Senior Care can help. With personalized service and a personal touch, our caregivers will help your parents stay in the place they call home. Home Instead Senior Care. To us, it's personal. to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Hey, welcome back. I am so happy that you're listening in today. It just makes me so glad, and especially if your heart feels hurt and broken because of somebody, maybe even your own loss of a small child, even one that was in the womb. Um, I just want you to know we really care about that. And this is an answer to prayer today to have Lindsay with me because I'm going to start crying myself. I I actually had this topic lined up and and the person who was going to do it had a health issue and couldn't come. So I've been praying for a long time that I would have the right person to interview on this topic. And I just wanted to mention, uh, in the back of Lindsay's book, Unbeaten, 
is a study guide, and it is perfect. If you are in a recovery group or you have a grief group, one of the things I love about Lindsay's book is it really, she takes the pain that she suffered with her or miscarriages and translates that so that people understand we all have pain and her her examples are so beautiful that they really translate well for anybody that's in any kind of grief group so I just want to mention that there's a study guide at the back of unbeaten and it is dynamite okay Lindsay I am so overwhelmed that you, with all that you shared so far in both episodes and so But I don't want to miss a chance because my dad was a gynecologist. One time he told me, OBGYN, I'll never forget when he told me this. I was just having babies myself, so this is years ago, and he told me that it was so, miscarriage is so common that most women who have more than one pregnancy will have at least one that it miscarries. So there's some comfort in that and and also some sorrow too. Um. And I'm going to ask you to help us know how to comfort people. And I'm going to start you with a quote out of your book that just touched me so much. I'm probably going to not get through it without crying again today. (laughs) So here we go. Two days ago. Oh, that's the other thing about Lindsay's book. It's so fresh. Like you feel like it is happening as she writes it. There are several examples she just pulled out of her life from the day she needed to write that devotion. So on the topic of that particular biblical character. So here's the example she used in one of her chapters. Two days ago, a friend of mine buried her five-month-old baby girl. This sweet, beautiful child died unexpectedly. One day, she was completely healthy, at least as far as her parents could tell. The next day, she seemed to have a slight cold. Then... Less than 24 hours later, she passed from this earth into the next. She left behind two broken-hearted parents and siblings who were now trying to figure out this whole, quote, death thing way too soon. So, Lindsay, you've lived that, and now you're on the other side of it, and you comfort other people. Tell us, what can we say or do to comfort people when they hurt? Yeah, we had, like I mentioned earlier, we had so many people just be the hands and feet to Jesus for us. Um, and they showed up and they, they were quite literally, when I was looking for God to show me that he was still with me, they did that. They were his hands and feet in our lives. And they did that in so many different ways. Um, I think the biggest thing you can do when someone has lost a child, and honestly, this is probably across the board with any kind of grief, is just cry with them. Just Let them be sad. Let them cry. Be that safe place where they can feel whatever it is they are feeling. That helped me a lot because there were certain emotions that I felt like were off limits. I felt like it was okay to be sad. It wasn't okay to be angry. And I needed to feel that anger in order to work through it. And so I had some friends um, and I had a, a counselor that was able to let me feel all of those things and to let, and, and to not offer the, the typical, call them Christian platitudes, like, um, you know, some people will say, oh, God needed them more than more than you do, or, oh, God will give you another, or at least you have one child at home, or um, I'm sure the next one's going to go fine. Because those things, though some of them may be true, some of them are not true, but some of them might right. be true, like God is still good. That's true, 
but that's not helpful when we're in the middle of a really hard thing. So the best thing you can do is just say, I'm sorry, and cry with them. At least in my experience, that was what we found most helpful. I love and also, that. Um, we had we had some really cool things that people did. I had one friend give us a blanket, um, just oh. as something in honor of our babies. I had another friend who embroidered the names of the four babies. We named each of ours that we lost, oh. and they embroidered it on a blanket and then gave that to us. My mom gave me a piece of jewelry for every baby that we lost. Um, she went with me to help make a shadow box um, of the ultrasound pictures. We had people write cards. I had a friend write a poem. Um, my mom actually put a like an iron tree in her yard with leaves, and on each leaf is a name of one of her grandchildren, and she included the ones she had lost. My mother uh, planted a, a garden in honor of our babies. I mean, we just had so many people do these special things for us that that, that helped me heal. I love that. You know, one of the things, well, I want to name your babies now and just, I just want them to have, you know, if they're witnesses in heaven right now, I just want their names going out into the universe. Eden, Jesse, Ella, and Jaden. I happen to know that Ella means light. I don't know what the other babies' names mean, but I have a daughter named Ellen, so I happen to know what that one means. Those are such sweet names. I love those Thank names. Thank you. And Ella, actually, do I have time for a short story of why we picked that name? Yeah. Okay, so Ella, um, during that time when I was pregnant, the the song, I don't remember who it's by, but um, the I Will Dance with Cinderella while she's still here in my arms, does that ring a bell, the lyrics? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that that I popular love. song was it was very popular then. And one time when I was I was actually driving to VBS and I was pregnant and I had suspicions that I was getting ready to miscarriage. Just some, I felt like God kind of prepared me, and that song came on the radio and I felt like it was God saying, "This isn't going to last very long, so enjoy this pregnancy while you have it." So that was why, because of the Cinderella song, that's why we named that one Ella. <laughs> And it means light. I mean, what a beautiful, um, what a beautiful name for a child who now you're just honoring her in your book and the, your life and your parents and your and their grandparents' front yard. That makes me want to plant trees or get a sculpture. <laughs> I love what you're. Yeah, I love really that. A beautiful, beautiful sentence that still means so much to me. And people did, I mean, people will remember. That's another thing that I wanted to mention is remembering the anniversary of the loss or thinking of the person on Mother's Day, which is a typically hard holiday for people who have lost babies. Um, but remembering when, when the due date was, those kind of things, and just reaching out to them. I wanted to share one thing with you because I think this is so sweet. In case anybody has experienced both a miscarriage and an abortion, when uh, they created this children's park in Tyler for to memorialize children who have been lost, uh, who, who have gone on to heaven early, and the lady that was the spearhead of all that, she came to one of our CARE, Christ-Centered Abortion Recovery and Education, meetings, retreats, and she invited us to put bricks with the names of our babies in, in that park and there was so much forgiveness and graciousness and grace in her understanding of how much we suffer. And, and it's compounded because of guilt, of course. And in many cases with abortion, there's some um, manipulation by older people and younger 
yeah. young mother. Yeah. And so there, there, there's, it can be a compounded grief because there's so much involved. And so, uh, but just the fact that she was not judgmental or condemning about that. And, and I think that too is a theme in your book to put aside the judgmentalness and the condemnation and just enjoy God the way he is and, and really accept his comfort in the way that he presents it. And boy, I love, I love the way you emphasize that he brings other people to comfort you. I love that. Yeah, I, I he have, does. He, he, that's I, how, that's how he ministered and he helped heal my heart in huge ways. <laughs> I have experienced that in my marriage when we were really struggling. So I have a marriage book coming out before long and a lot of that comes out of what we learned, Dave and I, together. And so one of the things I learned, though, and, it, and it's an important part of the book, is how God will use other women to, to comfort us. Because oftentimes they really actually do know what we're experiencing because they've experienced it themselves. So that's kind of sweet when God uses his own women, just warrior, spirit-hearted women, to minister to each other. I love that. I do too. Absolutely. And I can see that that's the kind of woman that you've become in the 10 years since you first experienced this heartbreak. Lindsay, it's so dear to me. I love what you're doing. It makes me so happy. And the, just the joy you have in your life in general. So you have other books, and I should probably mention them because it gives kind of a rounded out picture of who Lindsay is today. Not only is she the mother of four children in heaven and two at home, but she's written a book about financial management, how to manage your financial budget at home. So, I mean, she is a well-rounded girl. We have about two minutes. I'm going to get, don't forget, you can find Lindsay at lindsaymbell.com and I'm going to put all her stuff in a blog and you can find that at Kathy. Crafty, K-R-A-F is in Frank, V is in Victor, E is in Edward.com. Lindsay, I'm going to give you the last minute. Is there one thing you just could shout to the universe if you had a megaphone? What would you want people to know? Oh, wow. That's a tough question. I think <laughs> I want people to know. Oh, um, let me think. I think that God is still good even when life is hard. That's what I want people to know. I love that. And, and I will and that look for him. I'm going to, I'm going to do two things that look That's for him perfect. and he will show up. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, if you want some good ideas about where to look for him, you should see this insight she has about the different characters in the Bible, over 50 different examples of how God showed up in the pain of Bible heroes, men and women you know, some of them um, heroic, amazing people, and some of them full of faith, and some of them really kind of failing, and still God shows up. So I love that about your book, Lindsay, and about your life. Okay, don't forget, Lindsay M. Bell, and this is Kathy Crafty, K-R-A-F is in uh, is in Edward.com. Sorry, I couldn't even spell my own name, where we speak truth. <laughs> Truth with a Texas twang. Thank you so much for being with me today, Lindsay. This was such a treat. Thank you so much for having me. I feel so honored. Okay, look for us again on Fireside Talk Radio, and thank you for listening in. Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today and we will see you again next week. Oh.
Got in.